0: Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrett's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. one 800 60 896 or visit
1: horseandhound.com.au. Passing
0: the 427-1, the split. He's flying. King of Swing puts up five meters now on Belraj in a second. The Black Prince is going to follow through on the pegs out of Orlando's further out as they straighten up. And he lets him go. King of Swing he races six metres to Balraj, and then came the Black Prince. It's King of Swing with 100 to go. Balraj, nothing if not game on the outside, but King of Swing doing King of Swing things. Caruses down to the line to win it. King of Swing has beaten Balraj. Yeah, it. we know he's a genuine star, and we get to see him and Expensive Ego go head-to-head, of course, at Menangle on the weekend in the Inter-Dominion final. We've got the man that's going to be in the hot seat, but Chris Barsby joins us. Good morning, Chris. Steve,
2: good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Yeah,
0: I'm fascinated. I'm just going to sit back and take this all in as you speak to Luke McCarthy this morning.
2: Oh, I thought you'd want to ask a few questions. <laughs> I yourself. might want to ask so... a couple. I'll see
0: how I go. What mood Luke's in? He's with us now. Yeah.
2: Luke, good morning. Yeah, good morning, guys. King of swing is the king of cool, so what does that make you then?
3: Oh, just lucky to be lucky to be a part of the ride, I guess. He's... He's just such a beautiful horse and he sort of seems to be at his absolute best right now. So, you know, we're just really enjoying it and hopefully we go good on the weekend.
2: Has he surprised you in any way, shape or form with the way he's come through the series so far?
3: Not really, Chris. Um, He's just one of them horses you sort of know exactly where he's at. You know, he never leaves the grain. He just... Yeah, you know, he never overexerts himself in anything he does. So we sort of just, you know, we hadn't raced for eight weeks leading into the series, but he had a lot of foundation work and, you know, he's obviously very fresh going into it. So you knew every run he had would just tighten him up a little bit. So, look, we were hoping we had it right. And so far, so good. And hopefully it all through to the weekend.
2: When you break down his three heat runs so far, he was by far and away the quickest on night one at Menangle. Uh, he was awesome at Bathurst. Uh, he sat parked in a, in a huge time. Didn't go quite as quick as Expensive Ego, who set a track record. And then he he set the track record at Newcastle last Sunday night. He, he has been at the top of his game. And he looks like he's getting better as he gets deeper into this series.
3: Yeah, he's done that in the past before, Chris, with his preparations. He's just built into it perfectly, like the Miracle Mile Carnivals and stuff like that. So he was spits off first up, but still went great time, quite big. You know, That's just tightened him up a little bit for Bathurst. He was huge at Bathurst, and then he came out Sunday night and was just so dominant and won, you know smashed the track record. and He's pulled up so well, he's just, you know, he ate everything we've fed him. We've fed him pretty big this week just to keep the weight right on him, and he looks amazing. How
0: do you have opened him up the other night? How much was in the can there, Luke?
3: Oh, It's hard to say. He probably can't go much quicker than that. But he, I'll I'll say, like after the line, he actually just touched my wheel. It's quite a tight track, Newcastle. That turn past the post, and he just felt like he wanted to go another lap. So he just, yeah, he's exactly where he needs to be.
2: Monday night, the barrier draw came out. Expensive ego drew one, and as we know, King of Swings got gate eleven. So he's off the second row. Was there any consideration, any contemplation that you were going to opt off King of Swing and drive expensive ego?
3: No, there wasn't, Chris. I'd sort of indicated to the owners that I'd be driving him through this Inter-Dominion series and I'd love to win the dominion on the horse. He's been so good to us, obviously, on a cup two miracle miles and, yeah, you know, we missed last year's the dominion so I was really looking forward to this year's one and, you know, earlier in the prep, Ego was 50-50 whether he was going to it and, um he'd sort of come up so well, the owners were quite keen to have a crack and obviously he's come out 1-3 heats. so I was always committed to King and not that I'm saying I think he's a better drive, but I'd always sort of committed to him.
0: Luke, can you tell me about the David-Moran relationship?
3: So, me and Dave are quite good friends and um, of course, we've got Lockham right here at the moment um, doing all his rehab and working him back up for Sal and, uh, and doing sub duties as well and We've we'll been friends for a long time. He drove Ego in the Miracle Mile. Drove him really well. He got on with the horse, so he was always tentatively booked for the drive a fair way out.
2: So, with expensive Ego, uh, the fact that he's gone unbeaten, just like King of Swing, can he be any better going into Saturday night than where he is right now?
3: Not really. He's, you know, what he's done has been super. Like, his Newcastle on was huge. I had to burn really hard to get around him early and like to smash the truck record above it. He's just a, he's just got stronger. He's one of those horses you can't hurt his feelings. You know, he can have a completely hard run through wide of the breeze, fast times and he just, just bounces out of it. So look, he's spot on as well and I'm sure he's going to go really good.
2: There's some pressure on David Moran with the drive because he's got gate one, so all of a sudden he's now the favourite over King of swing and he's not known for his gate speed. So as as big as an honour it is to drive expensive ego, that brings pressure as well.
3: Yeah, it does. But, look, he's a very good big race driver. Obviously, all experience with Locker and, and You've seen Dave drive him. A lot of Tonkin's really good horses, ladies in red and that, and he makes the right moves, rarely makes a mistake, and, you know, he's just going to have to stride out the gate as quick as he can. I did, I never stride him out much because he's always so strong late, and one Tuesday meeting, there might have been a heat of the APG, I did stride him out pretty strong with him out 25-7, and I was actually holding crunch time to the post, and then I let him go and followed him, we went 48.5, so there's more gate speed there than what. You sort of normally see. So I expect him to stride out pretty strong. I've still got donkel Benjamin crossing him, but I don't, there's not really a death seat horse in the race that'll want to be there um, anyway. So he's probably going to get the opportunity to get straight away off the peaks and re challenge for the front.
0: Okay, and then you come around, Luke, at what part of the
3: race? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll just drive to tempo. Um, you know, I'm obviously going to have to put King in the race at some stage, and I'll just do it when I feel the time's right.
2: The final on Saturday night's 3,009 metres, so it's a marathon trip. If there's any sort of chink in the armour with expensive Ego, is at this distance range, uh, he's gone at 2,400 metres, but anything beyond 2,400 metres, uh, no go. He got beaten a fair way in the Blacks' fake-up here earlier in the year. So is there a little doubt or a chink in the armour at the distance?
3: Well, I, I guess we don't really know. Um, and none of these horses have been at that distance. All um, well, the races are obviously 2,700 or shorter. So, look, they're nearly three, yeah, 3,000 metres, I guess. But I don't think so. I think he'd run 4,000 metres if you asked him to. He's so strong. Um, just the lead time will be the difference between him and King if he has to gas up early and just that might be enough take the sting out of him for King to go over to the top of him, mate.
0: So he can, do you think King of Swing can sit outside him, Luke, do you? And and, and beat expensive ego?
3: I don't know. It'll just depend on how much they do early. Like, if he gets out, gets a soft lead, you know, they're just sitting on 29 quarters. Like, he's just so hard to pass. But if they burn up for a good 600 and Uncle Benjamin, their camp have sort of indicated they hold in the front, which I well, highly doubt over 3,000 metres. Um, you know, maybe the more speed on early, the more it makes it for King, but if it's easy for them, all, all of a sudden, they go, hard to get past.
2: What about the fact that you guys have got four horses qualified for this final? You only went into the series with four. That's a huge, a huge achievement in its own right, and probably one that hasn't been given the credit that it probably deserves this weekend.
3: You well, know, it's a huge thrill. They're all they're all lovely horses Chris and, and you hope that they're all sort of spot on from the series and, and do get through and qualify and, and they all did so look we're, we've had a great round of heats and all that sort of thing but we're not getting too carried away and you know the job's not done yet, it doesn't matter how many heats you win if you don't win the final so look, we'll just concentrate on the weekend and yeah, I'd probably think about it later
0: on. Luke, just with the King of Swing, I'm just looking at his overall lifetime record 77 starts at this stage for 40 wins. Amazing. 11 seconds and 7 thirds. And Chris and I spoke about his Queensland preparation in, during the winter. It didn't really go to plan, but his reputation actually was enhanced through a couple of defeats, wasn't
3: it? Yeah, it was. It was a disaster just in a couple of races, but he still got beated, you Yeah, know, got beat ahead or a nose in the Sunshine Sprint and got knocked over in the Blacks fight and still come from you know, getting knocked over to finish so close to him. So, look, yeah, he went amazing. And I think what that showed to everyone was he's versatile. Like, he, he's brewing in front, but he come from off the pace. The Sunshine Sprint, he was still stone last at the 600 and just got beat. You know, he sat parked at Bathurst in 51 and went super. So, you
2: know, you can drive him however you need to. Tell me this. I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this question, but I want you to just reaffirm it for me. Has he ever been beaten once he's led at Menangle, King of Swing?
3: Once. When we first got Balraj, um, they got him in 25-4 and he beat him a nose or a head. And um, King, he was first up from a break and Balraj was pretty wound up. And Balraj sort of had a few issues later on in the preparation, but at that time he was really good and he just got him for speed that first time.
2: Okay. Now, seven of the nine heats have been won by your stable. And uh, as we've just outlined, the, the job's not done yet, so you can win as many heats as you like. But the one you want is Saturday night. What about the fact that uh, you, you're thrown a bone to Johnny? He's picked up the drive of Spirit of St. Louis. Neither you or your dad have won an Inter-Dominion Grand Final. Only Toddy's won an Inter-Dominion Grand Final. Who, who gets the spoils here? Is Johnny any chance of, uh, you know, proving to be a an upset uh winner on
3: Saturday night with Spirit of St. Louis? Well, D- Dad was really looking forward to driving this horse. He drove him at his previous few runs. So he drove him in the Lenswith Mile. He's a run of the race. Came from well back in the field and just got beat. So he gets on good with him. He really likes him. and um, He's looking forward to it. Look, I think Ego and King are just that next level up. And of course, there's only four. He sort of stepped into this level now and he's handled it really well. So you'd hope for the next three or four seasons, he can race at this level. He has to get everything go his way with the right trip. But if he gets the right trip, I think he can be third. Um, But I I do think the other two are just a little bit better than him.
2: Okay. And just going back to the heat night at Bathurst, uh, you you swept them all, all three heats. How how big a thrill was that for for not only yourself and Belinda, but but also for your dad as well? Because he's a proud Bathurst person.
3: Oh, it was really good. You know, they, the horses went been great. And obviously I grew up in Bathurst with their I was 15. So it's always nice to go back there. And we don't race there much, just the Shirley Turnbull and Gold Crown usually. They're the only times we go there. But to go back to that track, and I really like the track. They build it well. Good thousand metres, good camber. So, yeah, it was nice to essentially go to your home track and, and pick up those wings.
2: Was Johnny there that night? Uh, yep. Okay, cool. No, just wanted to check, just wanted to check. And the boys are coming back. Are they going to be back in time for Christmas or is it going to be just into the new year, uh, Toddy and Andy, are they coming back from the States?
3: Yeah, the boys are coming home. Um, they'll get here a bit before Christmas and stay for a few weeks. And um, they're really looking forward to it. Get out of the cold weather in, in New Jersey for a month and then after you sort of get back up there in late January, all the sort of... You know, the better races start rolling on the levee at Yonkers and all that. But, no, they've had a great season and couldn't be prouder of them.
2: Well, I know you guys pretty well, uh, all three boys. I'm tipping if you come away with an Inter-Dominion Grand Final here on Saturday night, there's probably not going to be too much chit chat about the horse talk uh, over that Christmas lunch. And uh, I'm pretty much tipping you'll be talking everything but horses on Christmas Day. Yeah, we'll
3: probably just be asking, Toddy, about his current girlfriends, I suppose, wouldn't you, interest Are you doing
0: all right in that department?
3: <laughs> he's a good-looking young fella. He's he's going good.
0: Yeah. Can I ask, what's going to happen with these stars, Luke, after this race, King of Swing
3: and Expensive
0: Ego? When do we see them again?
3: Look, they'll have an easy couple of weeks. Um, that Yeah, you know, just in the water walker and the paddock and stuff like that. And then presumably we would just get them ready for the Victorian Hunter Cup and... And then that carnival roll into the Miracle Mile, and then after that they have another another spell. So yeah, the next sort of big race is on the agenda.
0: And what about Loch and Is he a chance of racing early part of the new year or not?
3: Yeah, well that's the plan. He's he's here. You know he's had oh a good ten ten weeks. He's um he's swimming, he's jogging, he's he's a hundred percent sound. Um, he's actually due to start fast work pretty much next week or a week after. He can. Sort start to middle light work, so that all sort of rolling toward the end of December. It might be a touch quick for the Big Cup Hunter Cup, but you know Dave Marine will obviously take him back start season finishes in January. So he'll he'll do all the sort of final work with him to get into where he needs to be if he wants to sort of. Pushing him along a bit and have him ready for them couple of big races, he, he, he could be every chance of
1: being there.
0: I'm just thinking that's amazing and I'm sure Chris Barsby's just salivating and any harness enthusiast that you've got the three of the best stars of harness racing in Australasia all next to each other in the boxes
3: there. Yeah, and they're, and they're all stallions. Um, yeah. they're, be- they're beautiful stallions with it and no, it's just a pleasure pleasure to be able to work around really good horses like that.
2: And just with King of Swink, does he go right through until the end of next year or, you know, are you looking at next stud season, say around September? Does it sort of start to wind down for King of Swing or do you just take it race by race and he'll determine when and how long he keeps going?
3: Yeah, well, the owners had sort of touched on that before, Chris. You know, they're in a huge hurry to getting the stud, but then he's probably going to make so much money when he does go. So, look, at this stage, plan is to roll through to the near for miles. Um, perhaps if he's going to go to Stud, which would be September, you'd obviously setting for the winter carnival again, and that would be last us, so at this stage we'll go Miracle Mile and then setting for Brisbane, and probably have to decide sort of through the winter roughly you know if he's going to go or not.
2: All right. Excellent staff. Luke, really appreciate the time. Uh, a job well done to you, Belinda, all of the team. Four runners qualified, four runners only going into that series. So it's a huge achievement. Seven of the nine heats have been won by you guys, and you've got the top two in the market. And, and, and looking at history, uh, punters have got it right. Normally uh, in the four finals so far, uh, three of the four favourites have won when the finals have been staged in Sydney. So he's hoping that you guys have got it right on Saturday night. You can walk away with the big one.
3: Yeah, thanks very much, Chris. It's, um, hopefully, the horse also seen, has also seen spot on, so hopefully we can have a bit of luck and and go well.
0: It's a real boutique Excellent operation, stuff. isn't it? Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Yeah, cool hand Luke McCarthy, Chris.
2: Yeah, well, that's interesting, Steve. Uh, just with expensive ego, if you're going to look for a chink in his armour, the only time he's gone beyond 2,400 metres, he was unplaced, and that was up here earlier in the year in the, uh, the Blacks of Fake. And, and when you look at the history, four finals have been run at Benangle. 2010, Blacks are fake. Surprisingly, he wasn't the favorite that day. It was the Kiwi Monkey King who started favorite. He ran second behind Blacks are fake. I'm the Mighty Queen 2013, favorite. Bowtie favorite 2014 at $4.90 on the toad. And then he was the odds on favorite the following year when he went back to back in 2015. So. Putters get it right. They like it when they have the finals at Menangle. And uh, as it stands, expensive ego favourite at $2 Mm. over King of Swing, who's currently at $2.40.
0: If he has to work, Chris, I'm just going to ask you, if David has to work on expensive ego and really burn early to maybe hold up from the inside, maybe find the top, Luke zips around. (laughs) and I've put this question to you a few times. Does he, you know, I suppose it's a tough decision what he does there. You know, if the horse has had a bit of an early burn, does he let King of Swing roll on and then sit yep. on its back and then try and come off its back, sprint him down? Anyway, fascinating, isn't it?
2: It is. It is. Yep. And, and I'm sure, you know, we keep talking about these tactics nine times out of ten. Uh, all the tactics that are spoken about pre-race go straight out the window. So yep. who knows what's going to happen there. So. <laughs> The Inter-Dominion Trotters final is also a very intriguing race as well. And You're going to talk a about a little
0: horse with a big heart, Chris. Matt Craven's with us.
2: Yep. Matty, good morning. Uh, how are you, guys? Really well. Here we are singing the praise of the McCarthys. They've had four runners going into this uh, pacing final. They've all qualified for the final. You had two Trotters that you brought up for this series. They're both qualified and they're both right in the mix. So are you on good terms with yourself going into the big final on Saturday night?
4: Oh look we're we're really happy with where we sit, and we know we have to improve a little bit to be winning the final, but um both forces seem to be you know heading in the right direction They've come through their heats really well and we're we're quite pleased with with how we sit going into Saturday night and you talk about the McCarthy operation. it's just amazing to see and um you know we' all got to aspire to to get to that level. It's just an amazing feat that they've you know the the way they've gone through the series, especially with those paces, it's, um, it's great to see. And yeah, if we can ever get to that level, that'd be fantastic.
2: Why do you have to improve? Where do you have to improve to, to come away with this uh, Inter Dominion Trotting Grand Final on Saturday night?
4: Uh, we, you know, just in terms of how the horses have raced through the heats, uh, we we're lucky enough to get away with the heat at Bathurst with um, a lot of muscle. He raced quite well, but. You know, the runs that he had you know on on each night if if Pinrs had those runs um you know, I think she possibly could have won a heat, but um you know as it sort of sits when she's had her chance um to win, you know she's just hasn't been quite good enough to either hold him off or pick him up, and you know she hasn't had the run you know that's probably ideal for her, but in saying that, she still had her chances to win and hasn't been able to, um, and if you just sort of look on on face value, Murray Law and the penny drops have, you know, really showed how, how good they are, and, you know, we're going to have to, to, to improve those couple of lengths to, to turn the tables on those horses, I think.
2: Okay. How are they right now? It's Wednesday morning, finals on Saturday night. Uh Physically, mentally, where do you think they're at both horses, Pink Gullars and and Lotta Muscle?
4: Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, Pink especially seems to really enjoy racing and 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 work and um, we've sorta of, we came into the series a little bit underdone after, you know, that Queensland campaign with a few runs in Melbourne leading into the series and each run she, she looks to me to have tightened up just that fraction and um, her work yesterday, sort of hopefully, indicated that she was on the right track. And um, you know, if I can just have her that little bit sharper for the final, um, you know, hopefully, just gotta you know somehow find that length, length and a half or two lengths to, to you know turn the tables and, and see if we can have her winning. And a lot of muscle he's got through the series, terrific. Um, you know, when he come home. From, from Newcastle in the next couple of days. He, he sort of really walked walked us out to the paddock each day and he's come through his run. terrific. So, you know, he we know he has to improve to win the final and, and he needs that lovely trip following the speed. But they're both in good order. And, um, you know, hopefully the draws are what they are, but I think it still gives them a chance to, if they're good enough.
2: Right now with Tab, uh, Pinkalars and the Penny Drops are equal favourites at four sixty, just over Majestic Man at $4.80. In your opinion, does Pinkalars deserve to be favourite for the final on Saturday night? Oh,
4: well, I wouldn't swap her for the world, but <laughs> we're very biased and, you know, we believe in her. But if you if you went on the form of the heats, you know, you'd have to really say that Murray Law and Majestic Man are, are probably the two that are going to really get the distance and, and um, have been really strong in their heat. So I'm not sure whether she deserves to be favourite, but, you know, she does have a lot of people who follow her and believe in her. Um, the key will be as to whether I can get her a, a much favourable trip as to, you know, I haven't been able to do that in the heat. So that'll be a big part of, you know, how she goes on Saturday night.
2: Well, that's where I wanted to go because there's no doubt she can get the trip but that all depends on you. You've got to give her that trip.
4: Yeah, definitely. You know, um, it, I don't think we can afford to, to be doing too much work over 3,000 metres. But in saying that, she has that tactical speed to put herself in the spot. Um, but we've seen, you know, in the past, when she's when she's just been out to follow, follow and, and be produced at that last bit, she's, she's very lethal. And, and she's going to need that on Saturday night. He's going to need a good, strong, even tempo. And um, and hopefully, you know, we're just getting out late and the gaps aren't going quick enough. And it's the same for a lot of muscle. You know, he's he's been terrific all through the season, uh, through the series. And he's going to need a similar sort of trip where if he can follow the fence and, and he's getting out late, um, he's been hitting the line in every one of his heats. And you know, I think he'll really appreciate that long Menangle straight. You know, the first he presented to be the be the winner, and he just ran out of tickets. He was a lot better at Bathurst, and he was really good late at Newcastle, so I think, yeah, um, you know, he's he's going to be, you know, really appreciating getting back to Menangle on Saturday night as well.
2: The finals over the long trip, just like the Pacers, 3,009 metres. Uh, there's going to be some tired horses here in the home straight, isn't there?
4: Oh, 100%, there will be, and you know any horse that has to do too much, um, you know is going to find it tough. But in saying that, if you're way back in the field, it's a long way to come round them as well. And um, you know it's it's six to one half a and dozen and the other, you don't want to be doing too much to get forward, but you don't want to be having to do much to get round them as, as well. So you know if you get your chance to go get forward and get in position, you have got to take it, and and um, hopefully you get there without doing too much.
2: You've driven enough now at Menangle. An you, you've sort of got to find that sort of marker at the track. And I, I'm sure you're very mindful of that with Pink galas It's very similar to the, the Melbourne Cup at Flemington, the Clock Tower. That's the uh, the synonymous marker there that the jockeys keep waiting for. Have you found that marker yet at an angle with Pink Gallas?
4: Uh Not so much, not so much, Chris. Um, sometimes, you know, in the past, I found myself waiting too, too much and, and then other times going too early. And a lot of the time it's having your horse spot on and, and if, if you have it right and it's got the right trip they generally run out their races good so it'll be just having them as, as best we possibly can for Saturday night and when she's when she goes she goes as hard as she can and and um, you know she never leaves anything in the locker and that's what we love about her so much
2: yeah absolutely she is a crowd favorite she's a fan favorite she is the favorite for the end of the minion trotting grand final uh, I'm tipping. And and I don't say this lightly, and I'm not trying to make uh, fun of the situation or a mockery of the situation, but you wear your heart on the sleeve when you're with your horses, whether it's pink lot of muscle, or any horse that's coming out under the banner of M. Craven as a trainer or a driver. You, you'll be emotional if she just charges on by the opposition there on Saturday night in many, many ways.
4: Oh, look, I'm sure I will. I get... get emotional just talking about her sometimes because she's just been so special to us and I guess it's like you know when you put so much time and effort but when you have an animal that just wants to please you all the time and and you know gives their very best for you um you can't help but be that way and um these are the things that you you look forward to you dream and aspire to be a part of and you know we continue to to hopefully raise the bar and this is you know where we want to be in harness racing, and um, yeah, it, it's something that I guess you build up. You spend a lot of time setting these horses for these sort of races. There's a lot of planning. Um, you get a lot of help from a lot of people along the way, and, and it's a big team effort. And there's a lot of people that go unrecognized, and sometimes you know these. These races to get in these races can be as much for everyone that supports the stable and people around you they get a big kick out of just being in these races and if you're ever lucky enough to win one um, it does mean a hell of a lot to everyone involved um, and I think that's why you know sometimes I get very emotional but it's you know I think the those horses that really um, you know just give their absolute all for you and and do it just because they love racing and and that it's just it's just a completely different feeling uh, than just your everyday race. That's for sure.
2: If Pinkalas, a lot of muscle, uh, can't win on Saturday night, in one simple answer, who, who is the horse that you fear most? Is it Majestic Man, the Kiwi? Is it Maori Law? Is it the Penny Drops?
4: Oh look, Maori Law. I think he's so tough to get past. Um, and I think he's just got the advantage of the draw, you know, on face value. But, you know, this series has is, is really um, been quite open and there's no standout horse. Every horse, you know, in the final, you could make a case for him if everything went their way. It just seems a very even batch and the draw has made it, you know, a very open race and and the first half mile is going to be really telling Is to the result, I think, and it's really opened it up as to how the race might play out, and um, you know, it's going to be a great spectacle on Saturday night. I think.
2: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And you've got a, a very strong hand with Pinkalas and a lot of muscle. Both are very capable, and, and, a, and a huge thrill as well for you to be driving Pinkalas and your partner to come up and partner a lot of muscle, Sophia, as well. So that that's a huge, uh, huge thrill for everyone involved with uh, with Team Craven.
4: No, 100, percent and even. You know, Sophia, she's put a hell of a lot of time into to both these horses and a lot of muscle in particular and getting his confidence back. Um, you know, she's put a hell of a lot of work in before the series at home and at the races just to get him in the right frame of mind and, and to want to do it again. And he will really appreciate her going on over the long journey on Saturday night. And, you know, they've got a, a really good understanding of each other and, um, you know, there's been a lot of work behind the scenes. And, for for both of us we're really excited and looking forward to Saturday night and it's just you know, for everyone involved, the owners, um, a lot of muscle in particular, you know, there's a lot of small shareholders and they're just super excited and a lot of them are making the trip north. So we're really pleased just to be there and, and whatever happens will be and hopefully we'll just go there and do our best and and hopefully our best is good enough.
2: Well, I'm sure it will be. Maddie, really appreciate the time. Job well done throughout the series, qualifying your two trotters, and they're both in it up to their eyeballs. There's no doubt about it. Pinkalas, the fan favourite, and a lot of muscle, who's starting to become the fan favourite as well because he is a, a real try, this former Kiwi. So really appreciate the time. Best of luck on Saturday night.
4: No, thanks very much for having us. And- all the best. And yeah, Matt Craven joining us,
0: Chris. I'm just looking at the latest tab market. Majestic very open, as was mentioned there. But Majestic man is four eighty. Tough Monarchs nine. Mowry Law five fifty. Pink dollars four sixty, and four sixty the penny drops. And of course, a lot of muscle is fourteen dollars the win, and three dollars eighty the place. Darren Clayton's with us now, Chris. Well, we've got to find
2: out where Darren is. Is he still in New He's South? He's still in Bathurst. Is he? He is. He worked he in he the hasn't pits made there. It across the border.
0: He was in the pits putting tyres on last weekend.
2: Darren, good morning. Yeah, well,
1: I don't know whether it was on someone I've been else in the start. pits, don't worry. I'm there now. I'm, put, I'm putting my own wheels back on, don't worry. So you're still south of the border? Still south. Uh, I'll be heading back on Sunday, I think. 1am Monday, the border opens without restriction. So just in time to go to the Inter-Dominion on Saturday night. And head back up the highway.
2: Well, I was going to say, now that you're down there until Sunday morning, you, you may as well go to the Inter-Dominion Grand Finals.
1: Yeah, well, it's going to tie in perfectly. So I yeah. um, haven't been to an Inter-Dominion final for a long, long time. So really looking forward to it. I think the last final I was at was uh, Blackies Inter-Dominion at Mooney Valley, 2008.
2: What, you went at the Gold Coast 2009?
1: No, I hadn't moved to... Well, I was in Queensland at that point in time. But, uh, yeah, a good mate of mine chose a great weekend to get married. Oh,
2: it's true. It's true. Uh, so who wins the finals for you, the Trotters and the Pacers?
1: Uh, I think the, the Pacers is... Uh, it's hard to go past King of Swing. I've got You've got to give so much respect to Luke McCarthy. The fact that he's driven both horse... or All three of his horses, basically... Uh, outside of Outer Orlando in all of the heat. And despite coming up with gate 11, he sticks with King of Swing. I think you've got to give plenty of credence to that. Uh, he's just priming him at right at the right time. Uh, he's just been absolutely super right through the series. So I think it's King of Swing for the Pacers. The Trotters is a little bit more open. Um, yeah, I'd like to say Pink Galas. I think more just for the, the fact you know there's a little bit of a story around her we saw her up in Brisbane during the winter carnival uh I, I think that would be a great story and um certainly the 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 story around the colors the green and the yellow spots dating back to to um that wonderful breed that the Healy family have produced over a long period of time so i think uh, yeah pink galas for mine in the trotters
2: okay so right now with tab if we had king of swing into pink galas 240 Into 460, you can get $11.
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty good for for what we've seen throughout the series. Um, The 3009, there's a bit being said about that, but I don't think they're going to set any records early. It'll just be about finding position, and and those stronger horses probably get up near the pointy end and turn it into a dogfight. Mm. So, and and in that situation, I think King of Swings the one you want to be on, in the in the paces, that's for sure. Do you think Expensive Eagle get crossed at the start? Oh, I I didn't think he would, but there's a lot of people saying it. He's no chance of leading, so I, I'm not sure where to to put that in, Steve. I thought he was a possible chance of burrowing through and holding them out. But uh, there's plenty of um, plenty of analysts
2: out there who say he's no chance of
1: holding.
0: Mm. Luke sort of think he might get cross, Chris, and then he'll just go around and find mm. the top.
2: I, I tell you what, uh, Steve, just thinking back to, to when we had Luke on just moments ago, and, and I've spoken to him many, many times uh, with the interviews, I reckon that's the most candid he's ever been before a big race because there's just a lot of information that he was able to divulge that probably in the past, not that he was hiding it, but he just wouldn't mention mm. it if it wasn't spoken about. But he went above and beyond with that interview, yeah, I Yeah, so what he's uh, talking feel, about,
0: the speed, the gate speed that this horse can, yeah, if lit, lit up at the start, expensive mm. ego, you mean?
2: Yeah, just the, the, the way the race shapes and how they plan on attacking and how he plans on attacking it not only with his own drive, King of Swing, but also with expensive ego. There was a lot of information. There were some real nuggets of gold there if you want to go back and listen to it and, uh, you know, really pull it apart because I don't think he's ever been that candid, uh, certainly with me, and, and I've done a lot of interviews with Luke over a long period of time now before a big race.
1: I'll ask you this, Chris, just thinking with no emergencies and the size of the track, what, what are your thoughts on the fact that it could turn into two rows of six?
2: Yeah, well, I'm sort of bewildered why they're they're going with the the configuration that they're going with, when we see Menangle all the time with that big track and the the, the big front line. Why they're going? So as it stands, and it's important for it's basically a six and six configuration on Saturday night.
1: Yeah, with no emergencies, that's how it pans out, and I've bewildered is probably a little bit more polite than I would have used, but. Uh, uh, I just I can't understand it at all and I think emergencies in harness racing I think there's something that really needs to be seriously looked at in how we how we use them in draws and where they position because it can it can change so much and maybe not so much this race in terms of what will come into the field but you know speed runners taken out and and there's so much emphasis on barrier and where a horse positions I think it's, it's something that really needs to be well, looked got to at. It's to affect
0: the betting, hasn't it? Pre-post betting is a key. Um, so what? Yeah, which no, horse does King of Swing follow out then?
2: The three horse, isn't it? Yeah, it
1: should be. If that's... yeah, Again, so that's, and it's, it's all if up until Saturday morning.
0: Mm, okay.
1: Has yeah. it got gate speed? Well, I don't think it would have any effect on, on the others in if it were to come out, but... Um, you know, it's even like the, the fact that Manengul can ho- hold ten off the front in a normal race, and we see a miracle mile where they, ha- you know, they're they're ride out wide. Um, you know, it just doesn't make sense to me. But uh, maybe that's for another day. Who makes these decisions?
0: Yeah. The
2: governing bodies.
0: Mm. Who's on them? So just
2: as it stands, so King of Swing will follow out Triple Eight if Mac Dan. And the Black Prince, the two emergencies don't secure starts,
0: which is likely. Yeah. So it's got no speed. Chris, you're saying, great speed yeah. off the arm. Yeah. Okay. Mm. That's, uh, yeah. We'll it's
2: talk more about anyway. this on. Yeah, we'll talk more about this on Friday morning. But our task at hand this morning, now, Darren, is to find a winner for tonight at Wrecklip. We've got ten races, five thirteen local time. The action gets underway. What is your best bet?
1: I thought we could get the money in at race three with horse number two, one hell of a party. Uh, he's been going pretty good order lately for Norm Copeland up there at Redcliffe. Uh, he's got a couple of wins, he's got a couple of placings. He was wide last time out and, and was strong in the closing stages. He gets into gate two. I think he gets the opportunity, got good gate speed, and uh, he can get forward and go all the way. I thought, race three, number two, one hell of a party.
2: Okay, currently 260 with tab. You are happy with
1: that? Yeah, I think that's around a about the price, and I don't think there's anything sort of outside of him that gives him any real pressure in the early stages, which is uh, a great benefit for him.
2: All right. A quaddy, have you marked a quaddy tonight?
1: Yeah, uh, the first leg, um, I'm not sure what I've missed here. I've left out the current favourite dad will do I know he's had three runs back from a long layoff but uh, I'm prepared to leave him out again I thought reduced to ashes number 5 will be hard to beat throwing in number 6 dig deep she's had her first win slowly making some improvement and number 9 old English hasn't had a Queensland win yet but uh, is not far away so going numbers 5, 6 and 9 and just leaving out that favourite might just give us a little bit extra value Okay, race six, how do we play it? Race six, I thought uh, another three horses can win this race. Number three, Manalisa, gets an opportunity to find the front, and from the front, he'd be hard to beat. If he can cross Duke, uh, number one Duke, he would then get the perfect trip in behind, so he's got to be considered. And Black Jewel, likely to be three-back defence under that scenario. She was a good winner uh, recently. And she'll get the nice fence trail again. So we'll go numbers one, three, and seven in the second leg. That takes us up to race seven, the third leg uh, of mark number five. Talk to the max on top. Uh, good winner last time out. Went straight to the front. Not sure if she gets to the front this time, but can certainly uh, get forward and even sit outside the leader and probably still be hard to beat. Number seven, right time. Um, pretty good record at Redcliffe. Um, she should be thereabouts. just a little bit tricky on the gate where uh, where they end up there with number seven right time, but does have four wins in seven starts at Redcliffe. And number two, Dartesian, he's probably the early leader. So we'll go numbers two, five, and seven. And then the last leg, number eight, uh, I'll be pretty happy to go one out here with number one right about Chelsea. I thought she gets an opportunity here. To either lead or tuck in behind, if Wild About Town presses on for the front, and uh, from there she should be hard to beat either in front or in behind. Good, uh, good run at Marburg a couple of runs ago. So bringing it home with number one, Right About Chelsea.
2: Okay, so repeating the numbers for the Quaddy tonight at Reckliff, races five, six, seven, and eight. First leg five, six, and nine. Second leg one, three, and seven. Third leg two, five, and seven. One only in that final leg. Twenty-seven dollars for a hundred percent. And Darren's best bet is race three, number two. One hell of a party. Currently assessed at two sixty with tabs. So that's how we play Rick and tonight. Build our bank for Saturday night.
1: Yeah, looking forward to that and another another strong ten races there on Saturday. I'll ask you both this question before we leave it back
0: in the Dominion Paces. Which horse is going to be in front a thousand metres from home, Chris? King of Swing. Darren. King of swing. Well, that makes him a dollar 80 chance, doesn't it? Probably even shorter. One way of looking at it. (laughs) (laughs) So, what you guys are thinking that he rolls around and finds the top.
1: Yeah, that's that's how I see it. I can't. And he's just too strong, too big, too strong. Mm, Interesting. Okay. I've
2: got some of the news for you too, Steve, as well. Not about the end of the million, but just some other big name horses as well. One in particular.
0: New Zealand horse?
2: So, Darren, we'll talk on Friday morning.
0: Looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. He wants to hear the news. So do I. Is it New Zealand? He can hang
2: on to the news.
0: Are you hanging on to it?
2: No, no, no. I'm going to tell you now, but he can hang on to the line and still listen if he wants, Darren. But I'm going to tell you right now. The horse in question, Chicago Bull. Retired? No. He could be back racing next Friday night. Okay. Friday week. There was a piece of work that he was going to undertake this morning which would determine whether or not he's going to go straight back to the races on Friday week. This Friday night, Magnificent Storm, that's one of your favourite horses in harness racing. He's back at the races. He's uh, racing in the big race there on Friday night. He's had the two trials back. The most recent was on the weekend, which he won at Byford. But Chicago Bull could be back at the races Friday week. Furthermore, with some big news... Gary Hall, Jr., and I'm going to talk about this with Matty Young tomorrow, so make sure you're listening to this tomorrow morning. He's talking about USA, Gary Hall, Jr. Okay. So we'll talk more about mm. this with Matty Young because I know he was on Matty Young's show yesterday and he was talking about the feasibility and possibility of upping and leaving Perth, Australian racing, and having a crack in the United States. So we'll talk more about that with Matty Young tomorrow tomorrow. Just quickly, Majorca, who's absolutely flying here, sold. She'll be going to America. Grant Dixon had this mare, 10 starts, 8 wins, beating a nose, and I mean a nose in a Group 2 feature. So her future is now going to lie in North America. Akuta and Five Wise Men, two of the brightest prospects in New Zealand harness racing. Five Wise Men, the trotter. He's won nine from 11. Akuta, who was just brilliant last time out. They were meant to trial yesterday, but they were washed out over there in the Canterbury area. So they'll probably go to the trials or workouts either this weekend or next week again. Vacation Hill, who was unplaced behind Sunday Sun in that record time in the Dominion last time out, is set to join the stables of Andy and Kate Gath. So that's just another powerhouse trotter that they're going to have in their care, getting set for them uh, some big races early next year. Great Southern Stars, an obvious target for Vacation Hill. And Mr Ray who was beaten uh, last time out. This is the the star trotter down in the, uh, star pacer, I should say, two-year-old down in the Riverina. It was expected that he would target the Vic Bread, but there's reports growing that he won't be going down to Victoria for a shot at that Vic Bread feature. So we'll just uh, watch with interest there. Copy that is expected to fly to Melbourne on around about the 17th, I think it is. So he was brilliant with his return to racing after winning the New Zealand Cup last Friday night at Alexandra Park, Auckland. So it's very likely his next start is going to be in Australia, in Victoria, probably the Cranbourne Cup there. South uh, South Coast Arden, who was placed behind Copy That in the New Zealand Cup, he's definitely getting set for the Miracle Mile. So. He'll be back at the workouts probably in the next week or two. They're looking at the Cambridge feature there, the mile feature, and then he'll head to Sydney for a shot at the uh, the Miracle Mile. So that's very exciting because he looks like he is going to be built for that big track at Menangle. And speaking of New Zealand, the North Island, what about this for a race on Friday night? Better twist, stylish Memphis, Bill of Montana, Uh, Pelosi, Life's a Beach, they're all clashing in a Mare's feature there. And Bolt for Brilliance is also back in action there for Tony Herlihy, and he will reunite as the race day driver this Friday night. So things are getting pretty exciting all around the country, but we'll have plenty more Mm. news tomorrow, Steve, in mobile rolling. You
0: mentioned if he does go to America. Chris, where would you describe, of course, many in the thoroughbred world um, believe that Hong Kong is the mecca of, of world racing in regards to attracting the best riders and the the best trainers, where would you describe in in harness racing as the Mecca? New
2: Jersey. New Jersey. Jersey. So you've got to be at the Meadowlands. You've got to be competing at the Meadowlands first and foremost, and then you've got those other tracks as well, Uh, Yonkers. Uh, Then you've got other places like uh, Pocono Downs, uh, Dover Downs. Um, So, yeah, that that would be the Mecca, absolutely. So if you're driving and driving well in the big races at the Meadowlands, that's as good as it gets.
0: Okay. Who's the gun driver?
2: Uh, The McCarthy boys, and they've created history, both Andy and Todd. It's the first time ever, ever, that two brothers have both banked more than $7 million in stakes in a single season. And when you consider some of the big-name drivers over there that have siblings, it's never been achieved before. Tim Teatrick and his brother Trace, they've never done it. But Todd and Andy have both cracked $7 million in a single season, so they've created history, and they're due back... As Luke outlined just over Christmas. Christmas. So, Who's yeah, the one that sits right
0: back in the in the bike, Chris? Or they both Toddy. do? Todd does.
2: Yeah, Todd's yeah. got more of a lean than what Andy does. Mm.
0: It's, it's great watching that, isn't it? The different styles. Well, Toddy's
2: driving the best horse in the world probably right now, Allywag Hanover. Uh, he's a four year old, so he's an open class horse up there, and he's probably. Probably the, the main one right. Now you would love to see Ali Wag, Hanover and King of Swing go head to head, put it that way.
0: Okay. But that's key information. Both great minds in Harness Racing think that King of Swing will find the top at some stage of that race, maybe early on, Saturday night, and that makes it the race over, doesn't it? If if that's if that's right.
2: Well, that, that that's our opinion, whether or not it's right <laughs> is another thing. And that's that, that's the great thing about amazing. Yeah, all it's right. all about opinion. It is.
0: two forty mm-hmm. King of Swing, two dollars expensive ego. Can't wait for it.
2: Everyone's got one, as we know.
0: Like backsides, opinion. Chris.
2: Yep. <laughs> Correct.
0: Thank you. Chris Barsby, Mobile Rolling.